0: Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go.
1: Welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Dan and joined by, uh, I am so excited to hear your story, Stacey. This is really cool. I think what you're doing, uh, is much needed in the world as you all know, um, but I think it's really cool, a great story. So Stacey McGovern out of Texas, thanks for joining me today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah. So Stacy, you are the CEO and founder of an organization. You're an entrepreneur, which is who we talk to, entrepreneurs and thought leaders. But you're the founder of Point Blank Safety Services um, and also the Blue Family Fund, which is a nonprofit. So I'm excited to hear about that too. Pretty interested. Um, tell me a little bit about you, Stacy, and why you do what you do and who you serve.
2: Well, um, I'm a police wife, so um, as a police wife, I understand the um, difficulties that a lot of police officers have as far as their salaries are just really, really low, specifically here in Texas and some of the smaller cities. And so, um, you know, I'm a salesperson and my husband's a police officer, and so we struggled a lot, kind of living paycheck to paycheck and um, came to learn what a lot of people don't realize is that police officers actually need the off-duty work. Um, where they work security or traffic control in their off-duty hours to supplement their incomes. Mm. So just like you know, most police families, my husband was working off-duty here and there, but it was really random, and we never knew when when he was going to get a job and when he was going to get paid for that job, and so it was really hard to budget, really hard to plan for unexpected things, you know, braces and and vacations or whatever. Yeah. So I just said, you know what, I, I, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way so these guys can have as much or as little off duty work as they want. And they can know in advance, you know, so many times my husband will work a 12 hour shift and get home and pop a beer. And then they call, you know, we need you right now. And it's like, if I'd have known, you know, I could have been prepared. So um, my husband is the Excel maniac. And so he came up with this whole scheduling process and I was like, I can get the clients. I've been in sales for 20 years. And so we just, uh, you know, recreated the wheel, if you will. And um, now we've grown the business to, you know, multi-million dollar business with over 200 officers that are working for us in their off-duty time. So it's, it's, it's wow. been a real blessing.
1: So 200 officers. Now, is that mostly in your area then? Or does this go kind of nationwide? Are you able to work with other partners?
2: It's it's just in Texas right now. Okay. Um, we would like to expand to a couple of other states that have similar jurisdiction laws that Texas does. But Right now, I mean, Texas is big enough, right?
1: <laughs> so
2: right now, I mean, it's, we're it's a,
1: not a small state, yeah.
2: <laughs> right, so so we're 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 good in Texas for now, but but always looking for more opportunities to help more officers.
1: Yeah, well, and I can hear the passion in your voice for helping officers and and for the organization side of it to have that the processes and, and the the predictability of it. Um, but Stacey, I gotta believe too that there's a little bit of a personal reason, a, a personal why. I love the Simon Sinek world of what's your why. Um, shine a little bit of a light on your why, what motivates you, what gets you out of bed in the morning?
2: Well, now what gets me out of bed in the morning is 200 officers relying on me for off duty work, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a pretty big, um, you don't want to let those guys down. But I think in the beginning, I, I, you know, my mom always told me, you are the only person that can change your life. You know, no one's going to come knocking on your door, um, giving you a better life or a different life. So if you, if you're not happy, um, in your day to day and what's going on, you've, you've got to figure out a way to change it. And I just did. I said, you know, I want better for me. I want better for my kids. I want better for, you know, my family and, and all the officers that would be able to help. So I just wanted a different life. I, I was tired of worrying about the bills. I was tired of, you know, sweating it every month. Are we, are we going to have enough money to cover them? Are we not? That sort of thing. And, you know, life, when, when the bills don't matter, life completely changes. It is. It becomes fun. It becomes, yeah. you know, this amazing uh, journey of just joy. Um, and if, you know, if you can ever get to that point, you know, it's really great.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and to be able to do it alongside your, your spouse and to serve a community that serves, like that has to be a pretty powerful feeling as well, I, I would guess.
2: Yeah. It's kind of a perfect you know, match, if you will, because I, I can kind of be the face of the company and I have the, the sales abilities and and experience. Then he has all the police contacts coming from the police world. And, and he's, you know, that, like I mentioned, he does all the scheduling. And um, so it's just a perfect match. We're both able, which in any business, if you're able to do what you're really good at, and you're not having to spend all all your time on things that um, are, you're not good at, um, you can really make a lot more money.
1: Yeah. And, and, and bring a lot more joy working on your strengths rather than working on your weaknesses has to be fulfilling.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. My, I, I tell people all the time, you have to outsource the things you're not good at and focus on the things you are, because if you're doing it the other way around, you're really, um, not doing your business justice and you're not going to be able to be scalable.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of joy there, a lot of fulfillment. Um, but I have to believe there's also those hard moments, right? every entrepreneur seems to have that moment. They hit rock bottom, they throw their hands up, whatever the case may be. Have you had those moments too during all this this journey?
2: Oh yeah, well, what people don't understand a lot of times is that I worked two years on this idea while working a full-time job, while raising two kids, um, trying to get it going. And, you know, that was tough because I was literally, you know, taking every free moment that I could have been spending with my family and, and get trying to make this idea work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents came from retail backgrounds. So, you know, when I shared the idea with them, they're like, what? Like, that's not a thing. Like, what are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. they, they were like, no, you need to go get a brick and mortar and, you know, sell something. And um, so, yeah. So, you know, my family believed in me, but there was a lot of pushback too on, you um, can she really do this? Is this really going to happen? Is this really yeah. even a thing that you can make money at? So, and my husband who always believed in me, you know, he was the same way. He was like, you know, she'll get one little security job and you know, I'll work it off duty and we'll have a little extra money. But they just didn't realize that I thought way bigger than that. I was like, yeah, yeah. We're, I'm going to change our lives. I'm going to take this to the next level. But yeah, in answer to your question, um, when we first got the the contract, the, our first contract for $1.5 million, you know, I sat down and started reading it and they wanted 15 million. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 5 million in insurance, um, just to set foot on the project. Hmm. Well, if you know anything about insurance, $5 million in insurance is about $15,000. I didn't have $15,000. And that's the point when a lot of people would go, Oh, well I tried, I don't have $15,000. I don't know where I can get it, you know, but I was like, no, There's no way $15,000 is going to stop me from changing all of our lives. So we literally sold everything. We went back down to just bare bones and, um, you know, because it's just stuff and you can get more stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it was a, it was a, a lot of, um, faith and, you know, having to kind of take the, that leap, if you will.
1: And and how do you overcome that challenge and, and make that leap? What do you what is that conversation like either in your head or with your husband to, to overcome that challenge?
2: I really I I've done other things in the past. Let me just say this. I've I've always had the entrepreneurial bone. So I've tried other things. And some worked, some didn't. Um, but I learned a lot from every experience. So this time, you know, I really believed in the idea. I really, I knew the need was there. I knew we could get the officers. Um, I knew that traffic, Dot, traffic control um, on the highways in Texas required police officers, um, you know, to keep the construction workers safe. So all those things combined made me say, I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I can make this happen. So it's just, you know, my mom used to say, I, I wake up every day in a new world. And it's kind of true. I'm like, okay, what can I conquer today? What can we do today to make um, life better for me, for everyone? And it's kind of true. You kind of have to just have that tenacity and that, that inner drive um, to make things happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, it's, it's fun to hear you describe it that way. Cause it, it just fires me up. Like that sounds like such an exciting way to wake up. I think I wake up the same way, <laughs> but it's I such a it. like, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, so what's a, what's a teachable moment maybe throughout your business at this point, you know, you've grown it to this multi million dollar business, 200 officers. Um, looking back, with, with a little bit of clarity, what's a teaching moment that you've gone through?
2: Um, I I think I kind of mentioned it earlier, but outsourcing, Okay. Um, you know, there was probably a time when, you know, I was worried that, um, I was the only one that could do it all and, you know, (laughs) worried that people wouldn't take it as seriously as I do. And, and, you know, I realized that, you know, I'm not good at payroll. I'm not good at bookkeeping. That those aren't my strengths. So I'm I'm wasting time doing that when I could be doing the things that really make us money. And and the other thing I would really say is you have to surround yourself with good people, successful people. Um, and when you do that, the outsourcing becomes very simple because everyone's on the caliber that you're looking to hire. Um, and you don't always have to add employees. You can, like I said, outsource. It's a lot cheaper, and um, you know get straight to the point and get, get done what you need done and not, not pay someone an extra, extra salary for a lot of time that they're not, you know, being effective.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting with the, the world as we are now, especially, you know, mid 2020, everything's work from home. Now it seems like it's, there's so much of virtual that that outsourcing even before that, but especially now has become such a commonplace thing to do. So it's less scary for some, right. um, But it sounds like you really learned that lesson as far as like letting the reins go and doing it. So,
2: well, and I, yeah, I found out that I can really focus on, you know, and just like my husband, he's really great at the process, you know, making the perfect process and, and any successful business, you have to have a perfect process. If your process isn't perfect, so perfect that you don't have to be there for it to, to, to continue, then you don't have a business. You you've created a job Mm -hmm. and there's a difference. Um, so if you really want a scalable business, you have to create a perfect process. That's also, um, crucial for your competition because you know, once, once your uh, idea comes to fruition, there's always competition that, that tries to, to duplicate. So if you have the perfect process, you know, when I'm in a customer meeting and they say, you know, Hey Stacey, I'm going to go with someone else or I've already signed with someone else. I say, that is terrific. That is so great. All I ask is you let me be the backup vendor for that one time that they can't fill it or they don't have enough guys or they drop the ball. Just let me be the backup vendor. Cause I know our processes are perfect. And so when we come in, we're going to earn the business for life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and that has, what a powerful statement and, and a great way to frame it too. Hey, great. This is a positive thing, by the way, when this goes wrong. Yeah, that's, that's smart. You are in sales. You are very good. <laughs>
2: Definitely <laughs> um, am for sure.
1: So, so, Stacy, if you could redo one thing over the last year or so, what might that be?
2: Oh gosh, that's a hard question. Um, I mean, we um, took a took an account that we um, probably shouldn't have. You know, sometimes not every customer is the right customer, hmm. and um, it ended up, you know, where we kind of had to, as they say, fire the fire the client. Yeah. Decided it just wasn't a good fit, and um, you know, I think my instincts told me not to take it to begin with, but sometimes you get wrapped up in the dollar dollar amounts and whatever, so um, yeah, I think you gotta trust your gut. And if it doesn't feel right, um, you know, what, what does Judge Judy say? If it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. <laughs> yeah, there um,
1: you
2: go. <laughs> yeah, so All right. that's probably the biggest one is just really um, be sure that it's a fit for both, you know, both the client and the, the, the customer
1: and how do you learn to to listen to that instinct that gut moment just through well, these kinds of mistakes
2: yeah and well and when you've sent out enough proposals and you've gotten enough responses and you've done this many many times in contracts you you get a feeling for um you know certain issues that are going to pop up based on the way they they do business or respond to you or get back to you or or whatever the case may be so you know there's typically red flags There always is when you look back on a mistake, you go, ah, yeah, that was that one time I overlooked, you know, that, and I should have really paid more attention. So, um, it it happens to all of us, but, um, the key is to know when to let go, right? Know when to say, okay, this isn't working for either of us. We both need to move on and and go our separate ways. And that's okay. So many people think you have to take every single client that, that approaches you. And, and it's just not true. Not, not everyone's a match.
1: Yeah, and it's, it has to feel good to get to that point where maybe early on it was okay every client, but eventually you realize the good fits and the not so good fits. So
2: well, and you could end up wasting um, more time than it's worth on on a not not so good client, so um, or not a right fit client. So it's really yeah. you actually make more money by letting letting those people go and and you know find their business elsewhere.
1: Yeah, wise. So Stacey, where do you see yourself? I love hearing this kind of this this kind of response. You're, such a visionary entrepreneurs are so forward thinking and like dreamers. Where do you see yourself in three or five or even 10 years from now?
2: Yeah. You know, I'm really trying to go bigger and louder and, you know, do more podcasts and and, um, get on more stages and really tell my story because when I do, I, you know, I see the light bulbs go off in the audience. I see the um, excitement and I see the joy um, that, you know, it, the, the American dream can happen. It, you have to be willing to put in the work, but it really can happen. And so, to be able to motivate people like that is—it's um, exciting to me because you know I want to hear your ideas. I want to hear what what you're going to go do to change the world and make your mark on this this place. So, also, you know, our nonprofit that we started back in 2017, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, you know, we've been so blessed. This company's doing amazing. How can we pay it forward? Or pay it back, if you will. And so we decided to start our own nonprofit that's completely self-funded. We pay all the bills ourselves. And then um, every dollar donated goes to help a family of a first responder, either through a scholarship for a dependent or through financial aid to a family of a fallen or injured first responder. So, um, you know, in three years, I hope we Family Fund would be more of a household name. People would, um, you know, see see the logo or see the name and, and recognize it and, and understand that, you know, every penny they donate is really going to help someone.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's huge. And it's, and yeah, again, bravo for the nonprofit work. Um, Personally, I've I've been involved with nonprofits for a while, so I know how much work it takes to start one, uh, Mm -hmm. but also to get that word out. So that's, that's incredible.
2: That's the biggest obstacle because people don't want to give to something they've never heard of. Right. Um, And, you know, once they do the research on us and realize that we really, you know, we, we take all the expenses ourselves and we really donate every single penny, you know, then they're, they're anxious to, to donate. Um, but when, you know, but you got to, you know, exposure, it's all, it's all the sales game, right?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's bring it back then from that three, five, 10 years to just the next year. What does success look like for you in 2021?
2: We are planning a huge casino night um, in February for Blue Family Fund. It'll be our, our first casino night. We did a hopscotch bourbon tasting um, in January. So we're excited that about good. that. Yeah. So we're, so now we're looking for sponsors and, you know, really hoping to, um, you know, set some records as far as fundraising. Um, in December, we were able to give a $5,000 scholarship to a Texas Tech. Um, well, she's going into Texas Tech student um, to To pursue nursing, and she's the daughter of a marine, which of course, they're our ultimate first responders. Um, so, you know that that's exciting. And to, and ESPN had us on their their um, football game to to do that. And so, wow. just we'd love to be able to do more of that, I guess. Yeah. And so, this fundraiser is really important to us and can really help us, um, you know, get more of those funds. You know, COVID has really killed the kind of donations and things for, for a lot of nonprofits. Yeah. So um, we're excited to get back to fundraising, get back all in the same room and have some fun, yeah. <laughs> do something besides the Zoom calls, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Zoom fatigue is real. Um, awesome. Well, I think that sounds like a great success metric to look at. How can our community leverage the scale, jump on board and support you in developing that vision?
2: Yeah, if you're, if you're in DFW, we'd love to have you. Um, the tickets for the event are, are going to be uh, $50, and that's going to include all your appetizers, and, and I, I think it gives you $150 worth of casino money. Um, we're also looking for sponsors for the event to help cover the, the rental cost of the building and the tables and all that. Um, or if you just want to donate, you can go to bluefamilyfund.org, Um, you can give a recurring amount or a one-time donation. We also have t-shirts on there and, Mm. and different items you can, you know, if you don't just want to give money, you want to get something for that. There's t-shirts and different things, um, car decals, all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. yeah. Or just reach out if you, you want to help get auction items, help rate, you know, help us plan. We're We're always anxious for volunteers and people that can, you know, I've only been doing this nonprofit thing for a couple of years. So there's a ton of you out there that know way way more about it than me. So I'm always open to ideas and suggestions on that.
1: Yeah. So that's bluefamilyfund.org. And then um, Point Blank Safety Services, is that the URL for that then as well?
2: It's Point Blank blank pointblanksafety.com
1: point-and-blank safety.com. So check out Stacey uh, and all the work that she's doing there with her husband. Stacy, thank you for being a part of Leverage to Scale. This has been an absolute pleasure, you, uh, you rock.
2: Sure. Oh, thanks, thanks for having me, it was fun.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, Please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag LeverageToScale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win?